0: This podcast is intended for advisors and staff at cooperators. The views and opinions expressed are those of the subjects and do not necessarily reflect the official position of cooperators.
1: I had one individual come up to me and say, I really appreciate the information that you're sharing on your social media sites. And she even said, I know I don't comment, but know that I see it and it means a lot to me.
0: If you are browsing social media and live in and around Kincardine, Ontario, you've likely seen posts from Jennifer Cook and Associates. Jen is very visible on social channels and will tell you why you should be too. Jen, you're very active on social media. What value does that bring to you and your agency?
1: So I would say the value of having social media within our office is that we're able to be seen. So they're seeing what we're doing. We're able to communicate our brand and we're able to interact with our clients. They're making comments on those posts and we're able to reply back. I guess the other reason is to also know what's going on. So a lot of people like to post on social media. So we'll find out if people are having kids or getting married or if stores are open or if they're closing or need help. So social media is a great way Uh, to stay in the know or, or to be nosy, whichever way you want to say it.
0: So if you stop by a team member's desk and catch them on Facebook, they might actually be doing research and they're not going to get into trouble.
1: Absolutely not. It's highly encouraged. We're all active on all of the platforms. Well, I would say all. Facebook and Instagram for sure with most of the staff. So even just them scrolling within their own individual platforms, they're finding information or sharing information. Um, So for example, just yesterday, I had to prep for a client meeting um, and one of the staff members said, I really think that they just recently had a baby. And so they went on to Facebook, and not only did they find out that, yes, indeed they did, they found out the actual birth date and name. So I looked super smart at the beginning of that meeting. So I wouldn't have known that otherwise.
0: So in 2022, have we got to the point where having a social media presence and and using social media as a tool has really become a necessity?
1: I would say, yeah, because not only is it keeping your name out there, especially if you're sponsoring or donating and you're tagging or including those businesses. People are very much into social media and what is going on in other people's lives. And if they don't see us being active within the community, I think they'd wonder what it is we were doing.
0: So when it comes to generating content for social media channels, you really got a couple of options, Jen. One is to create your own content, generate your own original content. And the other option is to use hearsay. Let's Let's start with Hearsay. Can you tell me a little bit about it?
1: I really enjoy Hearsay. It makes my job, I'd say, a lot easier. Hearsay helps us not have to be on it posting as much. So Hearsay with their campaigns, especially, and then suggested content that comes through our emails. Those are things that load in, and while they don't get a lot of traction, I will be honest, What they do do for us is they placehold us. So if you're not posting or or showing up in front of them, the algorithms will drop you off their site completely as if you never existed. So hearsay is helping us do that to allow us that when we put the posts that are maybe a little bit more interactive or more um, personal to the office, those are then getting noticed. I don't know that they would be in front of them as much if we didn't have those hearsay ads.
0: So as I understand it, then, Jen, you can create campaigns, uh, which allows you to commit to quite a bit of content over a period of time, but you still have the option to customize uh, what you're posting and and kind of cherry-pick other content that's of interest to you.
1: Yeah, so exactly. So there's campaigns to start, and once you've registered for a campaign, it will always be set in place. So, for example, if you register for RSP season, Two years ago, that RSP season campaign will keep kicking in every year that it's RSP season. You don't have to keep remembering to start that campaign again. And those campaigns then run during the specific time that you want them to run without you having to worry about it, which I love. And there's various um, campaigns out there, holiday campaigns, home and auto, wealth, life. There's lots of them out there. They really increase brand awareness because they are consistent so when people start to see that you know square with the blue squiggly lines on the side they they intuitively know that this is a cooperator's message and then to support that with hearsay you can go in and check out all the content or you can wait till you receive the hearsay emails which are suggested content for you they know what campaigns you have running They know what other suggested content you've picked on your own. Here's a bit of filler that maybe you're missing out on or that you should be adding into your repertoire. So between the campaigns, which I love, and then adding a little bit of personal choices along the way, you can build a really good platform that way.
0: And of course, the really nice thing about Hearsay, too, is that it's not really a huge time investment.
1: You sit down Monday a.m., With your coffee, you open your social media, you pick all your posts, and a calendar opens up. You pick the day that you want it to to post on, the platform you want it to post on, and you can even pick the suggested time. So Hearsay has done the analytics to know that On which platform, which time is it most likely that people are going to see it? So they've done all that work for you. You just click all those boxes. You have your whole month saved. And then you can add your personal content, any events you attend, or anything else that you want to add on top of that throughout the month.
0: Jen, tell me about the types of original content that you like to post.
1: So we love to post two types of original content. So the first one is any time that we're out, Um, purchasing lunch from a business or purchasing products from a business, we'd like to post it and tag them in there so that our followers know about the business. So trying to help push them up. For example, just yesterday, we went and got smoothies and cookies from the local new store that opened down here and she personally came down and said thank you very much for posting I can't tell you how important it is that a you even came to see me but b that you're telling other people about our our store because that's one less person that they have to try and reach out to to try and sell their business to so the more you're trying to showcase them they'll reciprocate back to you and then the second one is our team events. So the things that we do together or things that we contribute back to the community, um, the golf tournaments we attend or the, the fundraising events that we go to, uh, That those definitely get the most interaction with clients. They showcase our brand and what we stand for and they help us promote our community.
0: So I would have to assume, Jen, that there's also content that you probably shouldn't post.
1: So anything with alcohol. Definitely, we we don't post those. And anything that would slant towards more personal, those are meant for our personal sites. My fear is always spelling words wrong, to be honest with you. Uh, But at least you can go back and catch it and and correct it. Um, Maybe um, communicating the wrong example or the wrong message. And we're really, really picky and specific about anything we post regarding investments. So there are regulatory compliance rules. We definitely don't want to cross any of those lines. So anything that we do on that front, we make sure that that's approved or that we're not saying anything that's offside.
0: And then of course, that's a good point with regard to hearsay in that all that content is already pre-approved. So there's no danger that you're going to get into any hot water with that content.
1: No, exactly. And those hearsay ads, not only are they compliant, they also then have links that go back to yourself for people to then maybe see some of the other things that you're doing. So it, it does or can lead back into the more personal content, but it's a good way to start.
0: And of course, hearsay has some pretty robust uh, analytics uh, available as part of that interface. What are the what are the metrics or analytics that you're most interested in, Jen?
1: Um, we look at the likes, so then we know how many people are actually looking at it, or the views. So on LinkedIn, they do a lot on the views as opposed to the likes. We're using it more um, for what we're doing and what we're about. So to me, that's more viewing as opposed to interacting. Once we start with the quote and bind and we want people to maybe flow through, the analytics will be way more important. We'll want to know what the click-throughs are and how far they made it.
0: What are the kinds of things that you find are resonating with your followers, Jen?
1: Honestly, anything that either includes another business or is promoting a fundraiser or charitable event. Those are the ones that really get good uptake.
0: Jen, we almost certainly have advisors out there who are not on social media or are maybe just underusing social media. What, uh, what advice do you have for them?
1: I would say just give it a try. So maybe let hearsay start you out and get a feel for it. Look at other people's Instagram accounts or Facebook accounts and see what they're doing and maybe start emulating them, especially if it's another cooperator's advisor maybe reach out to them and ask hey how did you get things started or do you mind if I use like the template that you've got in place there maybe seeing if there's a junior associate in your office that loves social media I can tell you they're probably on it anyway so why not give them a chance to use their talents but I guess in short just give it a try what's the worst thing that can happen especially if you do the automated and it doesn't actually cost you any more time
0: it would seem to me that the the toughest part of this is it, it's kind of like if you are a performer on the stage and you can't see your audience, you're you're not always getting reactions and and not and you don't really know how how what you're doing is impacting them. So what what keeps you going? How do you manage with that?
1: Um, I always give this one example, and I think it's what keeps me going, because sometimes we don't get feedback directly on the posts. I had one individual come up to me and say, I really appreciate the information that you're sharing on your social media sites. It's really helped educate me on finances without having to ask the question. And she even said, I know I don't comment back, or make a like, but know that I see it and it means a lot to me. So if that's one example, I'm hoping that there's lots more people out there that are thinking the same thing.
0: You've been listening to Advisor Network Podcast number 30 with Jen Cook. Just a reminder, if you subscribe to this podcast on your phone, new episodes will automatically download so you can listen at a time convenient to you. We'd also love to hear your feedback on the Advisor Network podcast, your story ideas, or give us the name of an advisor you'd like to hear from, or if you just need help to subscribe. Anyway, send me an email at brad underscore scott at cooperators